From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Chris Green, the managing partner of the Atlanta office from Briar Woods. Thank you so much for being here today, Chris. Hey, pleasure to, pleasure to be here, Abby. Well, let's begin. You're quite involved in community give back programs and initiatives. How does this community work help shape your vision and leadership style for the firm? And why do you think it's important for lawyers to continue to stay community minded? Yeah, good question, Abby. I mean, I think, you know, um, the firm these days, I have to admit, I um, some other administrative tasks pull me away from as much community service as I was able to do as a younger lawyer. But, um, you know, what I am able to do is work closely with the partner here in Atlanta that um, runs our community and pro bono work here in Atlanta, find opportunities, encourage lawyers to get involved. Um, as you know, likely know, um, for years, it's been a, a big emphasis in the legal in the legal world of just getting involved, giving back to the community, helping those in the community. I mean, a stronger community from the ground up means uh, strong strength for everyone. So, um, you know, we participate in various programs here in Atlanta, um, the Atlanta Volunteer Lawyers Foundation, the Pro Bono Partnership of Atlanta, um, the Georgia Asylum and Immigration Network, um, and you guys may have seen, uh, or some of the viewers may have seen a, a couple of years ago, there was a, a student um, who was kicked out of school for counterfeiting a $20 bill, and he really had no idea. And one of our attorneys here in Atlanta took that and um, just felt like it was wrong and reached out to the family and had that overturned and got the student back in school, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things just, you know, they, they just make you feel good. Like, you know, our, our day-to-day stuff can be, can tend to be very monotonous. And so uh, when you have the opportunity to give back and you see kind of the joy on some of the people's faces that you're helping, um, it just means a lot, both professionally and personally in, in your development. And so, um, you know, it's just a rewarding process that I think every lawyer should get involved in, and, and we strive to do the same here. Chris, as you know, healthcare and life sciences are essential industries of Atlanta's booming economy, particularly after the pandemic. From your experiences with clients in those two fields, what are the most pressing legal needs for those companies in a post-pandemic economy? And have you had to think more creatively to solve these problems? Yeah, I mean, you know, my experience is is primarily from the capital provider side. I, I represent lenders uh, who are lending money to healthcare and life sciences businesses. Uh, but I get to see a lot of different angles uh, when I'm involved in those transactions. And, you know, the biggest thing that I see is that both in the healthcare and life sciences industries, navigating the ever-changing and ever-growing regulatory environment is very challenging, right? And so it's, you know, you really got to rely on your third-party service providers to help you. You couldn't hire enough people to keep up with everything that's going on. Um, we've got we've got people in our in DC that uh, on our consulting side that monitor the day-to-day bills that are being proposed and passed in Congress. Uh, and then you know, of course, we're looking at in each transaction we do a lot of the regulatory um, you know aspects of a business to make sure things are in line and that there are no hidden risks, et cetera. Um, I think these companies face a, a lot of challenges these days, particularly as we come out of this pandemic. Um, there's a growing, you know, need to focus on data security and data breaches. 
Um, it seems to come up all the time in the news. And most companies are just kind of scratching the surface of what they need to do to be prepared to avoid that kind of a breach um, or avoid sanctions from a from a regulation that kind of governs that that. And so, you know, then there's also uh, supply chain issues that I think still linger along since the pandemic. And, and you know, everybody was caught off guard to some extent during uh, in, in light of the pandemic. But I ultimately think that, you know, those sorts of things are things that companies are going to need to be prepared for on a go forward basis. Um, there's always discussion around kind of the growing cost of, um, you know, providing healthcare services or developing drugs and med devices. The news is riddled with things about kind of drug pricing. Congress is focused on drug pricing. I can tell you from a capital provider perspective, so much money goes into the development of these new drugs and medical devices that it's just, there's really no easy answer to the question of, you know, what should a drug be priced? Um, how can we control pricing? Certainly we, we've seen examples of gouging out there. Like the EpiPen is like, you know, um, my the one that jumps in my mind first, uh, but ultimately, like just focusing on and navigating pricing issues are always important. Um, and you know, the last thing I would say is it's it has been and it continued to be through the pandemic with maybe a small pause in there, um, a seller's environment, a very fast paced, a lot of capital is available. People want to close transactions. Bids for transactions are extremely competitive. And where we can be helpful in those sorts of situations is making sure that a buyer comes in and is able to get, you know, a clear picture of a target business that that it's looking at and make good decisions, not make hasty decisions about, you know, making relatively large investments in these businesses. State-of-the-art tools like artificial intelligence are now essential components in the operations of businesses in the professional service sector. In what innovative ways is McGuire Woods leveraging technology to provide a better, more comprehensive service for clients? Yeah, and, and I'll let me just say uh, at the outset here, um, I am I am no expert in technology, but I can tell you that I see every day the way that some of our uh, technology investments are benefiting my practice in the way that I do things. Um, we have we have programs that. Um, can take a, a loan document or a, or, a, or a purchase and sale agreement and basically scrub that agreement to find any type of clause that you may be looking for so that you can find things. If you're looking to see what the market terms are for something in particular, you can scrub a considerable amount of documents in a very short period of time and get your answers. Um, it's, you know, the program's designed to find, um, just all kinds of variations of the same clause so that you really get a, a very nice picture at the end of the day. You know, each morning I get various kind of updates via email using some of the the um, service providers that we use in their technology and finding articles out there that are useful for my practice and that kind of touch on anything that my client's been published in. I usually see it in the morning, um, you know, from this from this program. We've got, you know, budgeting software and things like that that uh, are very useful when our clients are ultimately looking to kind of have a better picture and understand what the cost of a particular transaction might be, or or maybe a, even a litigation. That's not that's not my area, but we can take the budgeting software. We can look at so many prior transactions, and it sort of spits out what this transaction might look like from a cost perspective, which a lot of in-house counsel value a lot. Um, 
and and you know we've we've got other tools we've got you know for my business we i run a senior secured lending practice and so it's very important to know if there are liens filed and they're they're very um um very handy new software programs that will basically scour kind of filings that hit any jurisdiction um and 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 come back to you now i don't know if all that's artificial intelligence uh, but it's certainly very helpful and i've heard stories about programs that can take a contract and identify whether certain deviations have been made and spit out a recommendation to an in-house lawyer, for example, that um, that, that contract's not suitable to have signed. Um, I think that would, I mean, that that would be more useful in a practice where you're you're negotiating hundreds and hundreds of kind of smaller contracts. I think it would be more difficult in in the dynamic transactions that we often see kind of in the middle and upper middle market but um still incredible incredible technology I mean, it, it kind of makes me worry that you know i don't know if you saw the movie minority report many many years ago i don't know how old i was when that came out but uh yeah i think in that one tom cruise was arrested for a crime he hadn't yet committed so i i get a little nervous about artificial intelligence from time to time but um it, it's it's certainly a useful tool, and I'm sure it's going to continue to change. And Chris, as we round out our discussion today, how would you define creativity, and what does that look like for McGuire Woods and the industry moving forward? You know, as a as a partner in a law firm, I I think about creativity like this. I I think about creativity as being, you know, able to find solutions for your clients that are both both cost-effective and efficient um, in helping them conduct their business. Uh, it's a you know, There's always pressure in the legal industry and other service industries as well, rising costs, rising costs to do, to do business. Um, nobody likes to pay third-party service providers. It's a cost center. You've really got to be able to demonstrate your value. So being creative is how you're demonstrating your value. And in today's environment with with such a heavy regulatory environment, particularly in what I do in the healthcare and life sciences industries, a lot of businesses, particularly businesses that are just getting started, um, you know, may have not been through a round of um, sophisticated equity, for example, where they can get a lot of, you know, a lot of extra benefit. Um, they they need help just identifying what risks they actually have. They may not be able to see those risks. They may not be apparent to them. So being able to creatively sort of advise them on risks, um, help them see kind of where they're benefiting from the advice is, you know, kind of how I think about creativity. Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you, Abby. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.